Yes. If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays in this day and age? Who isn't a big fan of The Pope on Film? But only true fans, hardcore fans who have been with us since the beginning, who have watched all 800 Listen to all 800 episodes of the Pope on film. Only then, only those true hardcore fans would know two undisputable facts, undisputable facts about us, two undeniably real and in no way made up on the spot facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny, is the fact that in your spare time, as a sort of hobby, you're a successful country music songwriter. So tell us, Bunny, what are some of the country music song titles you've been working on lately? <sighs> they all get mixed up in my head at once. You know, uh, there's Love and My Cousins Not Too Hard to Do. Um, my, my really upcountry number... Flange in the Bull. That's a big one. Nice. That's more of a western. And it's got a little blue yeah. gla- grass tossed in as well. It's a fun, you know, yeah. makes you want to dance. Uh, Daddy's been cooking the meth. Um, nice. Very sad story. Very much like in the ghetto, you know. But it's about yeah. how, how this child's father is always out in the barn fucking sheep and cooking meth. Yeah. You know. Um, other than that, it's, 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 it's getting tough. It's getting tough. Like, the field is getting smaller as to what you can write about that yeah. isn't just the bullshit these people like to hear. You know, so like, I mean, we used to be able to come up with a good patriotic song back in the day. But the insurrectionists think they own America. I'm not sure how that logic works. Yeah. But anyway, the the country music racket has gotten hard. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, you know. I understand. I understand. Our heart goes out to you, Bunford Williams. And, and the second thing you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this at this junction is I like to get a story from uh, the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling voice. So get ready for another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations! Dun, dun, or shap as i like to call it repeatedly annoyingly whether anyone wants me to or not personally i like the name shap it's short and fun and feisty it's the danny devito of podcast segments anywho (laughs) this week on the old shapity shap shap we will be discussing saturday night live okay sctv and the surprising connection between the two. Okay. So, 
This is the story of SNL on NBC in America and the Second City comedy troupe in Toronto, Canada, and their show SCTV, Second City Television. Saturday Night Live started... Uh, uh, because... Oh, Saturday Night Live started because from 1965 to 1975, late night Saturday programming on NBC was dominated by reruns of Johnny Carson, the best of Johnny Carson, the best of Carson, the best of the Johnny Carson show. But in 1975, Johnny Carson wanted more time off. And so he demanded that the best of Johnny Carson get pulled from Saturdays and his reasoning was, well, hey, I can just use the best of Johnny Carson to get more weekdays off. Hey, I want Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday off. Just air the best of Johnny Carson. Yeah. So now NBC needed something for that Saturday evening time slot. And it had to be comedy because M- NBC Saturday nights means comedy. The best of Johnny Carson. And also uh, it had to be cheap. Voila! NBC Saturday Night premiered on October 11th, 1975, and almost overnight, the not ready for primetime players became household stars. Okay, so put a pin on that because now we're headed to Scott Pilgrim's hometown of Toronto, Canada. Okay. Because the Second City Stage Show was a huge hit in Toronto. And also in Chicago, but we're focusing on the Canadian part of it. Uh, and a lot of big names like Bill Murray, Gilda Radner, John Belushi were stolen from Second City. And the creator of Second City, Andrew Alexander, Canadian, wanted to expand Second City, not in, in into, you know, they were already really big they had big stage shows, but they wanted to be more than just stage shows. So he got his Canadian cast together. John Candy, Eugene Levy, Harold Ramis, Joe Flaherty, Flaherty. We've never yeah. had a proper uh, grasp on that name. Joe Flaherty. Uh, Dave Thomas, the funny Canadian one and not the American founder of Wendy's. Right. Exactly. It always weirded me out. (laughs) And they came up with a solid idea, a TV show of programming from the world's smallest TV station. Voila! Second City Television was born. John Candy, Rick Moranis, Eugene Levy, and the amazing, astounding, incomparable Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so put a pin on that too. I hope you have a lot of pins because this is going to be a very layered shaft. So this is, this is, so okay. So this is why I'm doing this shaft. Okay, so uh, Dan Levy hosted Saturday Night Live uh, a week ago. Dan Levy is the son of Eugene Levy, and they are both together on the show uh, Shit's Creek, okay. which is a one. And so I was thinking about, like, I wonder if Eugene Levy has ever hosted SNL. And I checked, and Eugene Levy has never hosted SNL. But then I'm like, 
has Eugene Levy ever appeared on SNL? And and sure enough, yeah, he's he's made like a cameo appearance once, maybe twice. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope Eugene Levy shows up for Dan Levy's hosting of SNL because that would be great. And sure enough, Eugene Levy was there for his son's SNL hosting. And I thought that that was really awesome. And then I'm like, you know what? They should have Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara appear on Dan Levy's SNL episode. Yeah. And then I started thinking, I'm pretty sure Catherine O'Hara has hosted at least once. So I looked it up and Catherine O'Hara has uh, hosted SNL twice in the 80s and 90s. I'm assuming during Beetlejuice and Home Alone's popularity. Probably, yeah. So she has hosted SNL before and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I learned something that was shocking to me. Something so absolutely shocking, and that's the reason why I uh, am doing this shap. Okay, so let's go back to the pins from before. Back to SNL. So Chevy Chase was the first one to leave. Yes. SNL. And that made sense because all of the other not-ready-for-primetime players, they weren't saying who they were, but Chevy Chase, as the first Weekend Update host, started out with, Welcome to welcome to Weekend Update. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. And so he was the first one to put himself and his name out there. Yeah. And so he was the deal. So he left first, and then Dan Aykroyd left, and then John Belushi left. And by the time the fifth season began in 1979, people thought this might be the beginning of the end of Saturday Night Live. They tried bumping writers to cast members. So on the fifth season, Jim Downey was a cast member. Al Franken. You, you confuse me. Because there was there was that one like Dan Aykroyd. Like like the whole season, the whole cast got axed one season. Yes, we're getting to that. We're getting okay. to that. We're getting to that. But the fifth season, it still had uh, Lorraine Newman. It still had Garrett Morris. It still had uh, uh, Gilda Radner. But they were they were running low on other people to be on the show because John Belushi was gone and Dan Aykroyd was gone and Chevy Chase was gone. So they bumped writers to cast members. So suddenly Al Franken is, is uh, a regular cast member. Suddenly Don Novello is doing Father Guido Sarducci yeah. all over the time. Yeah. Uh, Harry Shearer was a cast member for a little bit. He was a writer on there. And in an odd bit of trivia that I did not fully realize, two Murrays were on the show one season. <laughs> I didn't fully realize this, but Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray were on SNL together in season five. I guess the, the beginning of SNL is just such a major thing with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase and John Belushi that you forget that like, oh shit, we had two Murrays. Yeah. That was really, it. That, that, that's, that's neat. You know, two family members were on SNL together. That's fucking weird. Yeah. But this was an odd season, season five. Suddenly Mr. Bill is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Tom Novello is doing Father Guido Sarducci. Andy Kaufman is wrestling women. It's an odd season. And yeah. by the end of season five, that's when everyone leaves. Everyone leaves. Gilda Radner leaves. Jane Curtin 
sleeps, Garrett Morris sleeps. But here's the important part. So does the show's creative head, Lorne Michaels. He says, look, I'm burned out. It's been five years. What a roller coaster and fighting with the network. And so I'm burned out. So I'm leaving. I'm taking a year off. So, of course, you can't do the show without me. Yeah. So I'm going to leave for a year and we can put SNL on pause until I'm ready to come back. But NBC is all like, um, actually, <laughs> we're just going to do the show without you. Thus, the dreaded SNL season six, the season that made everyone a household name. Who can forget such legendary Saturday Night Live stars as the incomparable Anne Risley? Yeah. <laughs> the massive star Tony Rosado. Oh, the, the, the incredible Denny Dillon. And of course, the breakout star, the one and only Charlie Rocket. Yes. They passed on a number of, of other cast members. A lot of people tried out for season six, and they passed on a lot of them. Probably some names you don't know, like Paul Rubens, John Goodman, and Jim Carrey. Jim who? I don't know who Jim Carrey is, but he's no Joe Piscopo. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Literally, wow. this was a shock because, like, this is my era of Saturday Night Live, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I jumped on as soon as they started picking up pa pro picking up popularity. So I caught, mm -hmm. like, the tail end of the che first Chevy Chase season. Yeah. You know? So this shocked the fucking shit out of me because I just put on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, who the fuck are all these people? Yeah. I didn't hear anything about this. I didn't know anything about this. Oh, Saturday Night Live is back on. Okay. What the fuck? And, like, I watched at least, like, a half hour still thinking it was a joke of some kind. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but S but NBC was so primed, so ready. This was going to be season six of SNL was going to be the next big smash. Wow, will your star ever stop rising, Tim Kazarinski? <laughs> so put a pin on that. Or the same pin, because we're going to be using a lot of pins, so it, it's probably best to recycle some pins. Yes. So if you can, unless you have a lot of pins, maybe use the same pin. But anyway, over at SCTV, Catherine O'Hara is a star. And fun fact, in the Toronto stage show, Catherine O'Hara was Gilda Radner's understudy until Gilda Radner left SNL, and that's how Catherine O'Hara got her uh, starring spot on the SC on the Second City stage show. Cool. So I, I think that's interesting. So there's a SNL SCTV connection already. So Catherine O'Hara is on SCTV. It airs two seasons in Canada. From 1976 to 1979, 
And Catherine O'Hara is credited with saying, quote, we were doing SCTV and we thought that Andrew and that's uh, Andrew Alexander, the creator of uh, Second City. We thought that Andrew would have a deal with SCTV that we would finish that run. And and then he had no deal. So basically, they're like, oh, hey, we're going to do a season. And then it was a big season in Canada. And then like a year later, a year and a half later, hey, that was a big smash. Let's do a second season. Let's get back together. We'll do a second season. And if that's a big hit, we can do more seasons. So they did a second season of SCTV. And that was such a hit that Catherine O'Hara was like, okay, that was great. So when's our next season? And Andrew, Andrew Alexander was like, Oh, we have no, we have no other season. SCTV's done. I don't have a, I don't have a TV deal. We got nothing. So SCTV is done. Yeah. Uh, so in 1979, they finish SCTV and the cast go their separate ways. Um, and Alexander leaves. Uh. Uh. I, CITV does the third. Oh, and then Andrew Alexander goes and he does a third season, but without John Candy and John Ramis and Catherine O'Hara, it, it, it looks it, it, it's a weird third season, but it's an unofficial third season because it doesn't have a lot of the original people. And it looks like SCTV is over. It looks like SCTV yeah. is done with. So they're going their separate ways. Catherine O'Hara is sort of as a, at a loss for what to do, then suddenly there's a phone call. Catherine O'Hara, hi, it's me, Dick Ebersol. I'm a sports guy, and I have a lot of clout right now, and let me tell you why. You know the Olympics? That was me. <laughs> I had the idea to like, hey, let's put the Olympics on television, make it into a big deal. It could be a huge moneymaker for NBC, and it was, and now I'm such, I'm, I'm like this big master sports guy in NBC. And then they said, hey, Dick Ebersol, what other ideas do you have? And they're like, well, what if we air the Super Bowl and make that a big deal? And of course, that's a huge moneymaker. So I basically came up with the Olympics. I came up with uh, the Super Bowl. And so I'm a big deal right now. And they put me in charge of SNL. <laughs> Hey. What could what could yeah. go wrong? A hot-headed sports guy being in charge of SNL for like season six, season seven. What could go wrong, right? So look, we're doing SNL without Lauren Michaels, without anybody, and we're looking to fill the cast. And we heard, Catherine O'Hara, that you were off of that Canadian SNL thing. So, Catherine O'Hara. We want you to be in season six of Saturday Night Live. And Catherine O'Hara says yes. Okay. Catherine O'Hara of SCTV fame goes to the offices of NBC. They sign her up. They sign her a contract. And she was officially a member of Saturday Night Live for approximately one hour. Wow, okay. So here's how that happens. She's done with SM she's done with uh 
with SCTV. She signs up for SNL for season six. She even goes so far as to get the black and white headshots for the opening. Yeah. She has a photo shoot. She is ready, and they are all set to have her be on the show. It's SNL featuring Catherine O'Hara, and she gets ready. She's getting ready for her first day on the job, and she's getting ready, and she's about to leave to go to the first day on the job, uh, her first day as an SNL cast member when she gets a phone call. Catherine, great, it's you. Hi, it's me, Andrew. Andrew Alexander, the creator of SCTV. Look, we got a call. You'll never guess who wants us to do more SCTV. You will will have no idea the crazy swerve this is. Who wants us to do more SCTV? NBC does. Because you know that show, The Mid special they're canceling it and they want sctv to be their big friday night show what do you say will you come back and do more sctv and Catherine o'hara says i just got hired to be on saturday night live on saturdays and now you're wanting me i'm going to my first day now and you want me to quit this job so I can do SCTV on Fridays. So uh, Catherine O'Hara was an SNL cast member for approximately one hour, which was how long it took for her to show up on her first day at work, talk to the managers and quit. And for Michael O'Donohue to fucking cuss her out for quitting. Okay. I find it odd that Eugene Levy has never hosted SNL, but his son just hosted SNL, and his partner in crime, Catherine O'Hara, not only hosted twice, but was also an SNL cast member for one whole hour. (laughs) That is fascinating to me. Yes. You wouldn't think that there were a lot of connections between SNL and SCTV being two sort of different sides of the same coin, but from well, different countries. That's fascinating. No, no, no. SNL and, and Second City Television wound up becoming like the farm team for SNL. Like fucking everybody was yeah. crossing yeah. over. Yeah. It's you interesting. Know, uh, fucking... um. Martin Short. Martin Short. Crossed over. Yeah. Crossed I, over. I, I always found him annoying on SCTV. So that was kind of yeah. disappointing. Um, but before any of them crossed over, Catherine O'Hara did for one whole hour. Yeah. For exactly one hour. And I find that fascinating. And I know I've said this before, but I'm surprised that people don't know this anymore. I'm surprised yeah. that people don't know the story of uh, Catherine O'Hara, the SNL cast member. You know, well, that's that's got to be a record. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent a record. Yeah. So that's it for Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week we will be talking about the Falklands War, <laughs> but in a fun way. I got a fun. I got a fun. Uh, take on it. So join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations!
and cut on that. Funny, a 